to The Back of the Net, football podcast by football fans for football fans. Alright, Back of the Net podcast, Rob, good morning to you. Bonjour, David. Upon a Jovi. Bonjour. Uh, okay, so uh, this morning we're just going to have a little talk about um, Project Big Picture in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> what uh, what you think about it, and then uh, I give my two cents worth on it. Uh, what I think about it, uh, I well, I've had a week to to look over the the pros and cons and what people have been saying about it. Some people are for it, some people are against it. Some people think it's a, a, a the, the the big six or the big two trying to take advantage of the EFL and the and the so called smaller clubs in a time of crisis i don't know i mean it's it's i'm not surprised it's two american owners that are planning this you know we talked about the whole nfl franchise thing uh that looks like the way it was going they were offering 250 million to the efl clubs they were uh, increasing the number of uh, loan players that they could loan out to the efl clubs um you know obviously it was it was completely uh voted against um but I, I heard at the uh, at the directors Zoom meeting, and I think this was I heard it, I think on the Guardian podcast, where the Everton uh, director and I can't remember her name, but the Everton director was on the Zoom and said, uh, Ed Woodward, uh, Tim Werner, you guys need to apologise unequivocally. <laughs> and they both said not to apologise for. <laughs> so uh, that's where their their stance is. They they feel like they've put together a proposal that's fair. Uh, I think they were fishing. Um, and it's just the start of something. Just 100%. because the one proposal, yeah, it was just because one proposal was voted against, this is the starting point basically yeah. of a negotiation. Uh, uh, Rick Parry of the, the of the EFL was like straight away, I want that two hundred fifty million. I agree. Um, it was just the other clubs. It was just the other clubs in the Premiership were like, no, we don't want to give up our voting rights. Mm. So it's the starting point. It's the start of a negotiation basically. That's why I so high it. Right. Well. Believe it or not, I have done a, a little bit of research on this. And no, I mean that. I mean, like, this is kind of, you know, top drawer fucking uh, journalistic stuff. Absolutely. Heavily researched. Right. And what this actually boils down to, and this is, these are the opening salvos in what will become a Euro League. Okay. Mm. Uh, basically, Liverpool and Man United have come forward with this proposal, but you can be sure it's backed by the other big clubs. You can be 100% sure of it. They want a bigger slice of the foreign market TV. So how, how it's working is they want direct control uh, on their own platform of pay-per-view TV for their club, selling out mm. foreign. Uh, because clubs like Man United and Liverpool reckon per game they could probably bring in more money than they get per season um, with the Premier League. So they're from, whole... Are you talking about like from, from TV money from abroad? Yeah, from TV money okay. from abroad. They reckon by selling a game for like three, four dollars uh, abroad. Uh, yeah. And I think Ireland, once in- England leaves the EU, Ireland will fall into the abroad category. Oh, um yeah. They reckon that from one game, Liverpool could probably make 70, 80 million dollars from one game. And this is where it's going to down. So they've basically realised that 
hold on a second here, guys. This ain't been this pot ain't been uh, split fair. Uh, the the ones who are generating the income for the Premier League are Liverpool, Man City, Man United, out foreign. Mm-hmm. He said very few people subscribe to watch West Brom or that, you know. So so they're basically going to they're putting a gun to the Premier League's head yeah. and saying if we can't sell these ourselves for I think it's initially they're looking for eight games a season, eight or nine games a season, mm-hmm. and I'm saying if we can't sell them abroad ourselves. Then we're going to go to the Euroleague. And I know from just listening to a few podcasts that I know Juventus and Bayern Munich and a couple of other, the big fellas, Paris Saint-Germain, the discussion has already started. So once that discussion has started, that's the end of it. But this is where... Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. No, go This is where um, La Liga was a couple of years ago. Real Madrid and Barcelona were... Um, getting most of the TV rights from Spain, and I think if you if I remember back to about maybe a year or two ago, um, Real Madrid wanted to play or Barcelona wanted to play a game in Miami, in Florida, um, an actual La Liga game, and it was voted against um, over there. But I think that's that's where it's going. The American market, the Chinese market, are probably the two biggest markets for the Premiership. Mm. Um, and maybe in the Middle East as well, but they're the most lucrative deals. Um, yeah. So I, it's, I'm not surprised. And again, I'm not surprised it's two American owners. Uh, I'm not surprised it's the two biggest clubs, um, most marketable clubs. Whatever about Manchester City and their millions and their billions and their trillions, they're not Liverpool. And even I know I'm over here in the US and I see Liverpool jerseys and Man United jerseys. I don't see Man City jerseys. I see maybe some Chelsea jerseys, but that's it. So over, even over the, like this far away, Liverpool and Man United are the most marketable teams. Mm. Um, so I'm not surprised. I think, it, like, like I said, it's the starting point of a negotiation where they will pull away. And it, it doesn't surprise me that Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Inter Milan, are all, Barcelona, Real Madrid, are all going to have talks behind the scenes. Yeah. And teams like Everton, Wolves, uh, they're going to be absolutely terrified because if that does happen, they will get they will get less and less money from the Premier League because everyone's just going to want to watch the, the this superstar Europe League with the elite teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and obviously, like, obviously, I would put them to, uh, Dundalk in there too. <laughs> of course, look, uh, the big teams now have all the power, and UEFA and uh, FIFA can do nothing about it. They really can't because. Ultimately, UEFA and FIFA don't bring in the TV deals. It's the big clubs. Mm-hmm. So if they say that there's going to be, and say it does happen, and look, I think it will, ultimately, mm-hmm. because I think the likes of um, Liverpool and Man United and Chelsea and Man City uh, are only concerned with their brand now, and that yeah. brand is worldwide. I think uh, you're correct and right. I'd say that uh, Liverpool and Man United, are, are, and maybe Arsenal to a lesser extent, are the two truly global brands in the Premier League. Um, so if if these teams break away, then the Premier League is nothing. It's only a Division 1. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you that if there's a Euro League, there will be no relegation from it. That's what, well, that's what they wanted to do. I mean, in that proposal, they were having to, to reduce the number of teams in the Premier League to 18. And they were having the playoff which I thought was a good idea, a playoff between the 
third place in the EFL in the championship with the third place in the um, Premiership. Third, third last place, yeah. Third last, yeah. So I, 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 I thought that was a good idea. Um, as I said, they all voted against it, but they're terrified that Liverpool, United, Chelsea and City are going to just break away. Like, they would be terrified in Serie A, like, to be terrified in any other league in Europe, major league in Europe, uh, that the big teams would move away. Um, I mean, could you, could you imagine the Scottish League without Celtic or Rangers? Could you imagine uh, the Irish League without Dundalk or Shamrock Rovers? I can't, I can't even, don't even go there. Um, well, but yeah. it is absolutely just the point. By just releasing that and all the club Premier League clubs shooting it down, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, um, Arsenal, whatever the big six are, you know, the, the, mm. they know, they now know they have all the power. Without yeah. them in the league, the rest of them have nothing. So yeah. they have and they they can negotiate now from an absolute position of strength. They have, the Premier League has nothing. I see Gary Neville coming out and he's saying that oh we're grassroots football and blah de blah de blah. It's going to die. <laughs> it, it absolutely is because you're you. I'm a realist. I, I live in the real world and I know that money talks. And as soon as as soon as the negotiations start for a Euro Super League, that's it. Premier League is done. Benito yeah. as a brand. And Gary Gary Neville's just gonna have to get, get used to it. Yeah. Um that's where it's going. Yeah. That's where it's going. So hundred percent that's where it's going. And but the, but that's what the big picture is. Liverpool and Man United are are just sounding out because they want a bigger share of the pie because they draw more. Definitely of the foreign TV of the foreign TV market. I'm not hundred percent if it's uh, about the about the domestic TV deal, but hundred percent they reckon they can leverage the foreign TV market with direct pay per view. And they can, they will over here. Yeah. Absolutely, hundred percent Liverpool and Man United. And like I said, it doesn't surprise me that uh, I think Bruce Buck was involved. Um, from Chelsea, it's all American influenced American owners because they see where it's all about the franchise over here. No one talks about the team; it's the franchise. Yeah, and that's where they want to take it. They want to take it down that route and like make like make as much money as possible. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it depends upon your your view of football. If you're a if if you're like Gary Neville and you just want everyone to stay the same, mm. even though he played for Man United. Yeah. Um, then you know it's going to be a bad thing. But if you're if you're future looking, if you're looking towards like your team progressing, not being left behind, which Liverpool were during the nineties, they were left behind by Man United and their marketing skills. Mm-hmm. Then it's a good thing. So. Okay, for me personally, I I would love to see a Euro Super League. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I just do you think I it'd make would. the games. Do you think it'd make the games less special? Like when Liverpool play um, Barcelona or or you know Man United play Paris Saint Germain. Do you think it? Like right now, it's it's a once-off or or it's a two-leg tie that happens maybe every no. three years. Do you think the fact that they be playing each other twice every year would make the games less special? I, I I don't think so, Rob. Because what you're going to have is whatever it would be twelve teams, eighteen teams. I don't know, but that's where all the best players are going to be. Yeah. Every every one of them, you're going to have a concentration of talent. Even the benches will be sickened with talent. Because I, money won't I, money won't be an issue to these people because they will own the league themselves. They will sell their own TV rights, and you know if anyone thinks that this isn't going to happen, they're they're deluding themselves because it absolutely is. I think what what, what will happen also uh, in, inevitably if if they do sell their rights abroad and they get the most money from the US, uh, Middle East, and Chinese markets, you're going to start seeing games there like competitive um, sure. games that are worth points. 
yeah. uh, like Real Madrid or Barcelona tried to do in Miami and Florida a few years ago. That's where they were looking. So yeah. they, like they've already tested the waters um, in different ways. Mm, but like if, if you had the Euro Super League, what what's stopping you, right? So say the clubs band together and they own this Super League. What's stopping mm-hmm. them from having the finals? You know the, you know the semi-finals and quarter mm-hmm. quarter-finals. What's what's stopping them from having it in America or Washington or nothing? nothing. Absolutely not. There's nothing stopping them. You know they they will go wherever they can generate the most money. And you know with mm-hmm. the best will in the world, it, it does mean for the likes of English football that they probably nothing will survive below the championship. You know, it'll be the Premier League, it'll be the Euro League, the Premier League and the championship and everything else will die. Yeah, and, of... and the, the the clubs like Wolves, West Brom, even Everton um, are going to lose a crap load of money. Uh, they won't be as lucrative uh, because the big teams, the, the big four, the big six aren't in the league anymore. Exactly. So they're not going to ge- generate that revenue anymore. No. Um, so so by no... going to the Merseyside Derby. Yeah, but the big TV deals... You know, it, yeah. that's just it's just the way it's going to happen. It, it yeah. absolutely is, you know. And and from the model, what I was looking at there, you know, Man United reckon they have a billion fans in um, in terms of social media. Um, yeah. So they reckon that if they can sell their matches to one percent, you know, yeah. you're looking at forty million a match. That's why Paul Pogba moved there. Yeah. Social media influencers. <laughs> Not too concerned about the football style or the manager. I just want to go here because my Instagram account is going to blow up. So that's that's where I stand on Project Big Picture. This it is only the opening salvo for the big the big teams getting their way because they now have an option. If they if the Premier League don't bend to their will, they'll just leave. Yep. Simples. Absolutely simple. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay, so we'll just move on a bit from that. Just another bit of howdy doody that I read there the other day. Um, Liverpool are in talks with, you know, I think it's Billy Bean. You know Billy Bean, money ball fella? Billy Bean, he's not my lover. <laughs> no, do you remember that movie Moneyball? Brad yes, Pitt, I do. That Brad character. Pitt, yeah. yeah. So they're in talks with them about, about them purchasing a part of FSG because they want to... Uh, start yeah. up a football group. Is is this about? Uh, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. So apparently, Fenway Sports Group are already looking at the procurement of a club in Austria mm-hmm. because Austrian Austria has some loophole with getting African players in. And um, okay. so they're 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 looking at that, uh, but they're also looking at clubs all around the world. So which is yeah normal. I mean, City, Chelsea did it. United do it. Why not? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think Chelsea. I don't think Chelsea have. Um, I don't think Chelsea have uh, like a group. Dude, I know they have feeders. I know they have clubs that they have relationships with. But I don't think they. Mm-hmm. Are, I don't think Abramovich owns any other clubs, does he? Um, he does own. He does own a club in Russia, and I'm pretty sure there's a club uh, in the Dutch second division, or either the Belgium. Um, yeah. Uh, league that he does own, um, but it's not a new thing. It's a good thing that Liverpool are doing this. So happy yeah, well, about it. Well, look, it's it's a way of, it's like what Red Bull, um, Salzburg, and Red Bull fucking what's their names in the German league do. RB you know, Leipzig. RB Leipzig. Yeah, like yeah. 
the the players are brought in from the likes of Africa and they play in Salzburg for a season mm-hmm. and then they're shipped up to Leipzig. I mean, it's I mean a uh, case in point, Naby Keita, um, you know, from Guinea, um, played for uh, RB Leipzig, and I was at Liverpool, and Liverpool and and Liverpool have strong relationships with um, both RB clubs, um, you know, when they purchased uh, Minamino. Um, January last year, it was a pretty easy negotiation. So uh, they're famously getting on rather well. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'd be, I'd be in favour of a model like that because it means that you can transfer players between clubs and you can really, yeah. you know, cook the books. <laughs> you know, in terms Ooh, of okay, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It, it's completely legal, but you know, it's basically how Man City would get away with the with the. With the fair play regulations, if they sign yeah. Messi, because realistically the group are buying them and they're going to loan them to Man City for two seasons, and then yeah, you know, so it's all it's all a load of bollocks. But it really is. Hey ho. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just reading an article there the other day as well about. You did an this... awful lot of reading this week, Dave. I'm getting worried about you. <sighs> well, someone has to do it, Rob. I mean. The, the amount of money we get paid to do this podcast, I mean, we have to research properly. Are you telling me I'm not I'm not, I'm not keeping up with, up to date with my my weekly uh, podcast with Robbie Savage, where <laughs> I, I just learned so much about football and tight jeans and floppy blonde hair and floppy blonde hair himself and Jimmy Bullard. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I was just reading there that the the Premier League they're spending this year the club spending despite the fucking pandemic is pretty much on a par with last summer's thing but the championship spending is down 70% that's that's dangerous isn't it it strange that um, strange maybe it's predictable that during a global pandemic uh, where this black plague is is surging throughout Europe that the premiership is the only league it it appears that is not affected uh, when it comes to transfers Mm. it's it's the only league. It's, it's insane. The spending that they've had this year, you said, is on a par with last year. I honestly thought that transfer deals, uh, like the, the money would go down or whatever that. Now, maybe like when people look at transfers now as to what happened, maybe they're structured a bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. So although it's like, you know, Jota going to Liverpool for a certain amount, yes. But, you know, maybe it's 20 million up front plus add-ons and add-ons and whatever. So maybe the structure of the deals are changing, but the prices are remaining the same. Mm-hmm. So the clubs that they're going or coming from are still getting a feed of money every so often. I don't know. Maybe that's the that, that's the difference between the two. But the fact that it's on a par, like the transfer, the the, the volume or the amount hasn't changed is crazy. Mm-hmm. I heard I heard something a statistic the other day. I don't know if it, how true it is, but I heard that Chelsea had outspent the Bundesliga. They probably outspent the Bundesliga with just the purchase of Timo Werner. They outspent um, the Bundesliga. One club. One I mean, club. if that is if that is true, it just goes to show the action. Like as we back to our previous point about the Super League, it just goes to show where the power is. Um, exactly. They don't. They, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, City don't need the Premier League. They don't need it. They're they're already global brands on certain levels. Um, PSG. Do you think PSG need the French League? Yes, the French League, the PSG, is a distraction from the Champions League. Yes, it's a distraction it, from the European games. It and really the same is. at Juventus. 
the same at Juventus. They don't generate they don't generate as much money playing against uh, Lille on a Wednesday yeah. as they would against um, Milan or Liverpool or United or Chelsea or Barcelona on a Tuesday or whatever like that in Champions League. So these leagues don't mean anything to all these major clubs right now. No. What, what mean what, what what means the most to them is games against the big clubs in Europe. Yeah. So going back. Like can you can you imagine if you were playing Real Madrid on Wednesday and then you were playing I don't know Liverpool on a on a on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. You can charge what you want for the tickets. They're they're pre, it's a premium product all the time. All the time, it's a premium product all for a certain time. amount of time. But um, it is a premium product to play yeah. Real Madrid uh, at the Bernabeu. I mean, on a when I mean these games will be on like at proper hours where yeah. people everyone can have access to it. And what they'll probably end up doing is because they're not playing in England or anything like that um, against English clubs, they'll probably start structuring the times where people can view them. Let's say over here after work. Mm-hmm. So. In the US, like obviously the game, I'm over here and uh, Liverpool Everton are playing at half seven in the morning, which is fine. But the Champions League games are on a Tuesday and a Wednesday at around three, uh, three thirty, two forty-five. Yeah, you're at which work. is like people are exactly people are at work. So I can see the, these games being structured just to uh, the markets and the, mm. and the times that people are most available to watch it. Yeah, but but also with 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 the advent of Euro Super League. It it really just destroys UEFA. It does, like you UEFA. I mean, you're a name organization anyway. But they are, they are just hanging on. I mm-hmm. mean, they're playing international matches at a time of a global pandemic, where I know that Christian, especially the Nations League. What? Yeah. What is it, the point? What is the point of yeah. trying to even go forward with Euro 2021? There is, they're in the middle of a global pandemic. England have um, again gone into uh, into another lockdown. Uh, we're, not trying, too, I, we're not too far away from it. I heard that, yeah. Um, and now they want to do international travel in November. It's it's asinine. It's irresponsible. If Ireland had, I think, how many players were out? Four or five players were out, and I know there was a false positive there somewhere. Um, Ronaldo um, contracted COVID. Let me tell you, if England, if an English player or four or five English players had to pull out of their national team, there would be uproar. The fact that it happened to a small team like Ireland, which who had nothing to play for, yeah. um, is besides the point. If this happened to a big team, a Germany, a France, or an England, there would be uproar, and people would be calling for the Nations League to be cancelled, your twenty twenty one to be cancelled. Yeah. Irresponsible, you UEFA, like you said, are a lame duck. They need the money, um, but they are just a lame duck. It's, yeah. it's pointless having international games. Pointless. I think basically what we can take from the conversation so far is there is an enormous shake-up coming to football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You and me can we can talk to the cows come home. We don't we don't exactly know what shape it's going to take. We because we just don't know. Um. We can we can guess, and I'm sure some of our guesses will be right. But if they're like our match predictions, probably not. Um, but there is going to be over the next year, two years, an absolute shit show coming in football. Because, yeah, it's and it's going to be fast tracked by COVID. Yeah, hundred. And this is why happen. this is why it started now. And people already have grown tired of international games. They've grown tired of them. And now 
there's an actual medical uh, international safe safety reason not to have international games. Yeah. Not because they're boring or the friendlies or Nations League games are irrelevant. It's because seriously people will get um, sick and, you know, cases will increase and nations will go into lockdown. The money will be lost by these nations. And your wafer are going to slowly realise that, oh shit, our brand isn't as important as as uh, Barcelona or as Liverpool or as United. Their brand is more important. So when those clubs come together uh, and start making, uh, you know, kick, kick, kicking up a stink mm-hmm. about their players having to travel. I mean, Leipzig, talk about Leipzig, they refuse to let their players go. They're like, no, they're staying here. They're our players. And what, so, did they forfeit, did they? No, no, they wouldn't let their players go on international leave. Like any of their international players that play for RB Leipzig, they said, RB Leipzig said, we're not releasing our players to play in these games. But don't they have uh, to release their players? No, no. They just no, said no. I, I, yeah, no, but don't they have to? They will probably face a, a FIFA sanction I, for that. I will say, oh, well, you waive a sanction, but I will say that the rules between uh, German clubs and, inter, and their international teams and, and English clubs and international teams are different. Uh, in Germany, they hold way more power um, where they can say, we're not releasing our players because of this. And for once, an actual brand like Red Bull <laughs> has took the moral high ground and said, we're not releasing our players because um, they could get COVID, they could infect our team, their families and whatever like that. So if Red Bull hold more m- moral um, high ground than UEFA, then UEFA are in some serious fucking trouble. Yeah, look, you you wait, you wait for the dead duck. It's only a matter of yeah. time, because I, I I truly believe that this super league will happen and it'll happen without UEFA. So Dave, guess whose eyes I'm looking into right now? Um, right, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. Tiago's. Oh yeah, he's such a sexy bitch. Looks like he's gonna be playing. Lovely stuff. <laughs> he is. Did you not see the team? No, I haven't seen the team. Just hold on a second here. I have it here. Uh, so Adrian, oh, Alexander Arnold, mm. uh, Matip, Matip. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Gomez dropped. Yeah, Van Dijk. Right. Uh, Robertson. Mm-hmm. Fabinho. Oh, yeah. Tiago. Oh. Tiago Alcantara. Uh, Henderson. Yeah. Manis Salah. Firmino. Wow. Good team. Okay, I like it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Matip. I can't. Okay, Gomez dropped, right? Yeah, Gomez dropped. When Aldum dropped, I tell um, you one thing. The one thing about Klopp is that he fucking makes the tough decisions. If you're playing shit, you're out. Yeah. And look, Gomez hasn't had a good so. And and like no. if you remember last year at the start of last season, until Matip got his annual fucking uh, injury, and <laughs> um, him him and Van Dijk were were cleaning up at the back. They really yeah. were. Uh, he's going through. He's a young lad. He's going through some. Yeah. Some bad form, so maybe take him out of the team for a while. Exactly. And, yeah, until right. gets injured. Um, we have about nine minutes before kickoff. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's do a quick one. Liverpool, Everton, Merseyside derby. Go. God Almighty! Oh, this is ridiculous. I'm gonna go four two Liverpool. <laughs> I can't. There's no, the predictions are out the window. Oh man, it's with, with these games. The only thing I'm thinking about is that Everton are on their, um, they're on the chase. They're going to be chasing the game. They're going to want to put Liverpool down, uh, and I think Mane is going to, he's going to rock the show today. I have a feeling Mane will do it. Yeah. Um, so watch Rodriguez score four goals. 
Um, <laughs> I um, I don't know what way to go on this one. I mean, Everton have been playing well, but they haven't really been tested yet. No. Liverpool have a point to prove after that Villa game. I can, oh, I can see this maybe going Everton's way. It'll either go Everton's way, or Liverpool will crush them. Or else it'll end up zero zero. Yeah, <laughs> it'll I, be one of the worst Merseyside derbies ever. Yeah, I'm glad Thiago was starting. Uh, I yeah, really want too. to see how how he plays. Um, but yeah, look, predictions are out the window. Who knows? It could be seven all. Um, I mean, it's but, the one. It's the it's the one Merseyside derby that I've. Being completely, I have no idea mm. what is going to happen. And do you know what? That goes for every other game that's going to happen <laughs> throughout. No but idea look, what's going to happen. I, I I think okay, like Everton have started really well. Yeah. But I don't think if you put, I don't think there's one Everton player who gets in the Liverpool first team. There, it's, it's maybe going back to your point. It's going back to your point. Um, they haven't been tested. Mm. They haven't played. Um, at Chelsea, they haven't played Liverpool, they haven't played uh, 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 a Man City. They played Brighton, they played West Brom. So that's their standard. And although they've 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 put them aside and they've played well in these games, mm. they're no patch on Liverpool. No. Um, so maybe they might be on a high after beating these teams, and they'll try it with Liverpool, and Liverpool steamroll them. But uh, it's just so bloody hard to predict. But I'm going to go with Liverpool four two, Mane run the show. Well, look, the way I look at it is Everton haven't beaten Liverpool in 10 years, is it? This is their best chance, though. Might, it, might, it might be their time to shine. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> going to my head, it's in Goodison Park. I'm going to say Everton by a goal, but I oh. really hope it's 7-0 to Liverpool. Okay. I You're, hope going for I, Everton. You're going for Everton, what, to win 1-0? Yeah, I, just, I kind of just have a feeling in my water it's going to be Everton's day. Look, I, I'm more often wrong than not, but <laughs> I just, I don't know, I want Liverpool to win, and I want them, I want them to get that Aston Villa one out of their system by absolutely demoralising Everton, demoralising them. But maybe Liverpool we'll fan ones. We'll see, we'll see. It, it'll, be, it'll be interesting for sure. It's, a, it's Everton's first test of the season, it really is. Yeah. Um, and if they do come through this and if they do be liberal, then they are going to be thinking, holy shit, we are Premier League contenders. Yeah. So. And and ironically, Liverpool Liverpool failed their, what I would have said was their weakest test, you know, against Aston oh. Villa. They, they brushed everyone else aside and just scraped over the line with Aston Villa. I have no idea what you're referring oh. to in relation to Aston Villa. All oh, right, sorry that that uh, game that that, that that match that was abandoned last week. <laughs> yeah. I was too busy uh, psyching myself up for uh, Ireland versus Slovakia, so I have no idea what happened that weekend. We will not talk about international football ever again <laughs> this podcast unless we sign someone fucking good. <laughs> so it's 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 awful. Ireland, we, bloody we, god awful. We get the fishing net out and we start the fucking granny rule everywhere, and we just get it, you know, <laughs> like. God Almighty, Ireland is enough fucking people in America. Surely to God, we can get some half decent players from America. <laughs> it's, you know, it's cold over there. We don't want to come over. You don't have to come over. Come over like once every three times a year. Never have to it's, step foot in the place again. The the, the the nugget to take from this is that Ireland are shocking. Yeah. Uh, and and international football is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So look, we're gonna. This is only a yeah. short podcast. We'll we'll wrap it up. We might do. We might just see if we can get a bit more onto it later. Um. So just to sum up, project big picture, opening salvo. It's gonna be a war. 
uh, international football bad. Yeah. And uh, Liverpool, come on. Come That's on, the, Liverpool. Of, of anything, any sort of expert expert advice you could take from, from this will be those three nuggets of information. <laughs> international football bad. Are it shocking? Liverpool good. <laughs> and uh, with that, Rob, we'll say uh, adieu. Dave, 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 I'm just going to talk over you. Okay. okay, right. <laughs> oh my God, you had to get it in there, didn't you? Had to get it in there. I'm not playing a mini match right now. No way. Come here, you lucky, lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Well, let's see what happens because this game's going to kick off in what three minutes? Three minutes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Go on. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later on, dude. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.